0: Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. The pandemic has forced global enterprises to change in ways that they were not ready for and identify new ways of working. For many organizations, both large and small, wading through the pandemic is a matter of survival. But for others, the changes have been a silver lining amidst the crisis. How have these forward-looking organizations tackled this chaotic year? How are they planning to set the global HR agenda for 2021 and beyond? In this special HR chat interview, part of a series looking ahead to the Rise Above conference on November 12th and 13th, we preview the virtual event and consider how organizations are future-proofing their operations, technology, and people for a very changed world. Our guest this time is Samuel Isaac, Head of Global Marketing and Strategy at Niemo. With two decades of experience in business process design and delivery, he has engineered several large-scale HRO and payroll deals. He has deep experience in advising clients on major strategic business initiatives, as well as organizational design, operating model transformation, leadership development, and more. Sam, it's my pleasure to welcome you to the show.
1: Bill, thank you so much. Uh, Pleasure talking to you as uh, always.
0: So uh, Sam and I, uh, we first had a conversation not that long ago, but we are already becoming best of friends i love this guy and everything he's doing over <laughs> at the um they've got an awesome event up and we're going to be profiling that as part of part of this chat today but sam as i often like to do i'm going to start with a big question for you okay a big hard-hitting question mm-hmm. so get yourself ready for it here, here he goes in in your opinion how are organizations adapting to the to the cultural and behavioral shifts that covid19 has created and how, how have the most successful, maybe forward-looking organizations tackled this chaotic year?
1: When you look at the behavioral or or cultural shifts that COVID nineteen has really induced in organizations across workforce, across uh, you know cultural aspects of organizations and uh, you know operating parties as well, I think it's a little too early to comment. When we started the year, you know, at the onset of this. Covid-induced pause. There were certain um, assumptions that all of us had about how long this would last, what sort of impact uh, you know it would possibly pose, what sort of impact it would you know leave behind uh, as it passes through. You know, at the heart says possibly it, We are at the you know closing it fag end of this uh, Covid-induced pause but nobody really knows so in terms of uh, you know what sort of cultural and real behavioral shifts that we should uh, observe we will witness it's still too early to co- comment but you know there are some foreseeable changes we are witnessing you know work from home or remote working is just an example but in terms of how you know hr and organizations track productivity how they are infusing collaboration for example, you know, witnessing newer ways of hiring, onboarding employees remotely, the way training and learning, uh, reskilling, training has gone digital. Um, I think there are a whole host of uh, you know newer ways of operating that we are witnessing, and you know, some of the employees that we currently employ within our own organization, we've ba- basically just seen them on video conferences or talked to them remotely now um, how has uh, forward looking organizations tackled this uh, you know chaotic year basically uh, you know we've seen all successful organizations they have uh, retained customer centricity so they have devised programs be it change management be it communication be it in terms of uh, you know revisiting uh, the c- commercial operating models i think co- uh, customer centricity really holds the key but outside of that effective stakeholder engagement and in this context uh, i believe employees primarily they have the forward looking organizations have come forward and managed it uh, much better so um, you know and it's it's not an overnight success but i'm sure there should have been ground you know foundations that were created uh, much in advance and you know engaging employees and other stakeholders outside of customer centricity, I would give, the, give that the uh, second most uh, defining factor for those organizations. And, you know, above everything else, I think agility is the key. So you need to re business models. You need to have a speed in responding to changing business needs. So there is no time for slow momentum. You just need to be at speed and you need to be agile.
0: Okay, wow, there's a lot to unpack there. Let's let's just take a moment to to focus on what's happening right now. So, as we record this interview, Sam, we're we're, we're at the the start of uh, the the last quarter Q4 of, of 2020. And in in many countries that perhaps had thought that they'd seen the worst of COVID-19 and its impacts, actually we're we're entering a, a new wave. So, countries such as such as Canada, the France, Spain, uh, the, 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 these countries, you know, it's looking like it's going to get a lot worse again. In other countries, it hasn't really decreased too much, and and it's you know, it's more of the same new normal. In that context, Sam, what what are the what are the two or three things that organisations should be focusing on right now? So for the next three-ish months, to ensure that they are future-proofed and, and they can continue to operate effectively, to engage with their internal employees and, and also to to attract new business.
1: In terms of, I mean, you are absolutely right. Uh, you know, we are. Uh, this is possibly end of the financial year, end of the calendar year for many organizations. In terms of, uh, you know, what we uh, the kind of news, the pulse that we see in the market. Uh, we believe you know the current uh, pandemic induced pause is hopefully will hopefully come to an end there will be possibly a gestation period before things uh, settle down and things uh, become normal all over again but there are signs of economies worldwide catching up of course there are conversations about uh, you know the second wave erupting Um, but i think hopefully the worst is behind us and, the, you know, there are definite signs of uh, recovery everywhere. What I think is, you know, 2020, basically, it's it's become more than a year. Um, it's mu- much more than a number at this point in time. It's, uh, you know, much more than just way of defining a year. It's, you know, it's become a phenomenon. And as we move beyond 2020, it's co- 2020 is going to leave behind, uh, you know, some short-term, its its footprint, and that is going to have, you know, some sort of bearing on organizations, short-term strategies, as well as uh, an organization's long-term game plans. So how an organization, you know, defines its growth, new, for some, it may uh, unveil uh, newer opportunities, for some, um, there could be uh, intermittent setbacks. So in that context, uh, I think organization will definitely need to revisit plans. So if they had uh, business plans uh, you know at the start of the year, you couldn't basically be carrying it forward. You would have to um, revisit those plans. so uh, in, in that in that context, I think uh, uh, you know organizations need to definitely uh, uh, revisit their business strategies. HR and all, all other uh, enabling functions should realign with what the new business realities now look like and does that mean you need to uh, downsize do do you need to uh, scale up do you need to right size and do you need to reskill your uh, uh, resources i think this it's going to have a whole host of uh, uh, impact but basically all other enabling functions will need to realign with this uh, new business reality Whereas we find most of the organization, uh, you know, resuming, resuming on the way to resume the playback after this uh, COVID induced pause.
0: I'd like to understand from you in, in, in terms of what you've seen, how has the global HR function taken up the reins to help organizations manage crises during this year? Can you elaborate with maybe with an example? And in, in addition, Sam, what do you think are the, the directions to look at while setting up the global HR agenda for the future?
1: I think there are four parts uh, in terms of uh, how HR can take up reins to uh, help organizations manage crisis. One is in terms of respond, how you respond swiftly, how you communicate, how you articulate the crisis to your uh, stakeholders, then how you manage and mitigate business risks, um, both in terms of supporting business as well as supporting employees at the same time. And it's like you know, walking a tight rope. Um, Once you've uh, overcome uh, these two phases, it's about how you monitor and motivate employees. Um, There are different ways of monitoring, of course, uh, your applications to manage time, absence, and the likes, employee productivity. And to motivate, you have your collaboration tools and the likes that you may want to deploy. But where we are today is possibly uh, at the phase of recovery. And recovery is imminent. So HR needs to, um, you know, kind of change its tactics and respond um, um, in alignment with business. You ask for an example, uh, you know, what we did at Niamo really comes at the top of my head. Um, we moved 2,000 plus employees from office to home in less than 24 hours. Uh, we pretty much deployed all of our, you know, tools that we would have otherwise uh, deployed for our uh, business operations, uh, HR business operations for our customers. Now, in terms of uh, setting up the global uh, HR agenda for the future, um, I believe there are changing business priorities. Um, HR needs to align with changing business priorities. Technology is going to play a key role. Um, I was um, actually having a conversation with a professor from an Ivy League college, and uh, he made an interesting observation. He said, uh, if the last decade was about technology, and we've witnessed what technology can do in our everyday lives, the current decade is going to be challenged. And, you know, so basically HR is going to have a bigger day, a bigger voice in terms of how every business operates. Now, with all these changes that are happening, I believe upskilling and reskilling of workforce, the very definition of workplace and workforce is going to see some degree of change as well.
0: Now tell me, how has it been... An impact on on the Amos client communication strategies, like you know, have you seen that that change as a result of of the pandemic? And if yes, how are these organisations using the COVID crisis as, as an opportunity actually to to revamp their strategies?
1: I think uh, transparency is the key in terms of articulating what's happening, how we are dealing over communication and communication with empathy is going to be essential as well at the end of the day clients want to feel assured that they are on safe hands so what we've essentially done is we've leveraged omni-channel approach we have a pretty robust uh, governance framework here at niamo so we for each layer there is predefined frequency predefined modes uh, predefined channels and predefined agenda for communication we kind of put uh, so it it's pretty much very structured on on that on that basis but when you are faced with a situation such as this uh, then i think uh, transparency and uh, over communication is really what you would want to uh, leverage
0: from what you what, what you've seen sam what what have been some of the biggest challenges to engaging with the amos user base uh, over the past 6 or 7 months and and maintaining the partnerships during during this the most turbulent of years
1: i think change would be the underlying keyword so uh, we need to adapt to newer ways of engaging collectively and collaboratively technology has been a key lev- uh, you know basically leveler so uh, and using um, you know technology leveraging technology in anything that we do is basically what's most important
0: now let's focus uh, on the very exciting upcoming rise above conference so I'd love to hear from you. What is the Rise Above virtual conference, Sam? And why did your team decide that it was important to take Rise Above online so that Niemo can continue to educate and inspire the global HR community?
1: Right. Uh, thanks, Bill. Um, and uh, you know, I must really compliment uh, you for your uh, support, um, both at an institutional level as uh, at an individual level. Now, why Rise Above 2020? Um, like I said at the you know start of the conversation, 2020 has become little more than just a year. It's 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 come to be a phenomena that we you know that will have some degree of lasting impact on businesses and individuals. So uh, it's something possibly some of us will want to leave behind, um, but it has also opened up uh, newer doors for uh, you know some of us. We wanted to end the year on a high so when we were kind of deliberating we thought you know you know it's possibly the best way to create a platform um right platform to get the hr change makers you know thought shapers and leaders engage with the global hr uh, audience to set the agenda for 2021 and beyond we wanted it to be something you know that's forward looking what we are doing is our small little bit as a key stakeholder of this hr community we are also uh, part of this You know, largely evolving global ecosystem. And, you know, the most of our customers have operations worldwide. We have operations worldwide. And during these unprecedented times, we thought it's uh, important to do that bit. And here we are. So this uh, event is just around the corner. Uh, We are definitely, we definitely have a great lineup of, uh, you know, um, thought shapers and HR change makers. Um, we have about thousand five hundred uh, people who've signed up. More than thousand five hundred people who've signed up uh, as on date, and we look forward to a, you know, um, great conversation over these two half day sessions.
0: Yeah, you've got some. You've got some amazing thought leaders. Um, just to, just to name a few here, you've got uh, Stephen van alisteen who is vice president of education at the canadian payroll association you've got felicia cheek who's director of hcm product strategy at oracle and you've got uh let's see jennifer mora who's labor and employment Senior Council at, at Seaford Shore. So um, listeners, if you have not heard about Rise Above before, or if you have, but you haven't signed up yet, what are you doing? Come on, hurry up, get involved. Uh, the HR Gazette is a media partner, a proud media partner, and we're going to be covering this very heavily. And as I mentioned at the, the start of this interview today, uh, this is actually a four-part series of interviews that we're doing. So please do check out the other interviews with, with Sam's colleagues. Sam, uh, we've got about five minutes left here for today's chat. So just sure. the last couple of questions for you for today. So uh, next up, in addition to leading the, the production and promotion of uh, the international initiatives like Rise Above, of course, uh, nemo also supports events such as the Global Payroll Week. W- w- why does the team at nemo believe that, The brand should be at the center of spreading payroll acumen across the industry and honoring outstanding payroll personalities across the world. Why are you guys, you know, investing all this time and 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 creating all this awesome content and supporting these these partners?
1: We are part of this largely evolving global ecosystem, right? And we need to do our bit. But Global Payroll Week, uh, it's interesting. You asked that, Uh, you know, it was a small uh, corner room conversation uh, we had with uh, Mary from. the you know Global Payroll Management Institute um, back uh, here uh, at one of our offices, and uh, you know what you know started so small. Uh, today we are happy to see it's quickly grown and it's celebrated in mass and at scale. So uh, that's about Global Payroll Week. You know, uh, but rise above again. Uh, you know, rise above twenty twenty. If you really see, it's. Uh, what we are trying to facilitate is more of a collaborative effort so it's those thought uh you know shapers that you mentioned but outside of that we have a cohort of partner organizations global associations um, you know all coming together including um, our very own hr gazette coming together to exchange ideas collaborate and set the hr agenda for 2021 and
0: uh, beyond we love what you guys are doing you're creating great content and that that's the thing here uh listeners will will know that Um, I'm also one of the co-founders of the Innovate Work event series, and I know how much work goes into creating events where you've got such uh, top rate speakers, you know, and and you're you're trying to reach huge audiences around the world. So kudos to you guys. Uh, And we're very much happy to, to be involved. Sam, one more question for you for today, and that is how can our listeners connect with you personally, whether that's through LinkedIn or elsewhere, and how can they learn more about Rise Above?
1: I'm a relatively shy person, um, you know, for, for my role. Uh, it's a strange thing. Please look me up on LinkedIn. Uh, not very active on Twitter, but, uh, you know, Sam's Web is my Twitter handle. That's how you'll find me um, on LinkedIn as well. About Rise Above uh, 2020, uh, you could uh, try uh, punching in um, www.riseabove2020.live. That's riseabove2020.live, um, and that will take you to our event website. We really look forward to hosting, you know, and you know, hosting you all, uh, listeners, uh, at this event, and uh, engaging with you on a, a you know constructive agenda to set the HR global HR agenda for 2021 and beyond.
0: Perfect, and I'll just make it even easier for our. For our listeners, by saying that there will be a uh, a link in the show notes uh, in in this episode, so they can also register through that. Um, but that just leaves me to say, for today, Sam, thank you so much for being a guest on this episode of the HR Chat Show. Thank you. Vic. Thank you for listening to the
1: HR Chat podcast. Brought to you by the HR Gazette.